0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? This is Austin awesome. and I just want to give a shout-out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. real Pats. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back baby, another episode, let's go. Let us go. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 181 of the Big Mouth Small Words podcast. Dude, the last one was fun. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun too. Having Batchimat back in studio, having it not just be me, but it is just me today. I'm back on that NFL grind. I got to keep going. Yesterday, last night, oh my God. It's hard for me to say that the NFL is rigged sometimes, but when the point total is 52 and the score is 50 and Tom Brady's in field goal range and he just decides he wants to take a knee over and over and over again, it feels rigged. Not to mention the Eagles were down 14 They score a touchdown, you kick the extra point, you're down seven. What's wrong with that? Any NFL team in the world would do that. But they go for two for no reason. They go for two. So what that does is they convert that, and then I lose the other bet, which was Buccaneers negative six and a half. So the Buccaneers win by six. The over doesn't happen. I lose both bets. And the NFL has it out for me. Straight up. Vegas has it out for me. Everybody has it out for me. I don't get that. I hated it. It was stupid. So I just had to rant about that. But to get back to reality and the NFL picks, we did pretty well. Last week, we went 10-4, and bringing us to 45 wins, 25 losses on the year. That is up to 65%, baby. So 65%, not bad. Pretty good. Another solid week, though. We can get back up. We can go to 70. I want to be above 70%. So... Let's see what we can do. And we start with a game that pisses me off. Just right off the bat, the 1-4 Miami Dolphins versus the 0-5 Jacksonville Jaguars. This game stinks. It friggin' stinks. And you know, that doesn't mean that I don't think it's going to be a good game. I honestly think this game's going to be close. It's going to be probably fun to watch, a lot of crazy shit. But the Jaguars are so bad, they, they have not kicked a field goal this year. That's how bad they are. And I know the Dolphins are going to be better coached. I would assume the Dolphins are going to win this game. But of course, the spread for the Dolphins is negative 3.5. Is there any way one of these teams blows the other one out? I don't know. I think, honestly, the Dolphins are going to like win by three. Oh, my God. I'm going to take the Jaguars. What the hell's happening? No. All right. I'm going to take the Jaguars at plus 3.5. Oh, my God. All right, that's terrifying, but we're doing that. Jaguars plus 3.5. Then we are going to the 2-3 Minnesota Vikings versus the 3-2 Carolina Panthers. This is kind of a tough game to call. It's two in a row. Um, I'm going to pick this game strictly just on what my eyes tell me. So I've watched both of these teams. I know the Vikings can score points with Adam Thielen. You know, you got Cook, you got a lot of Jefferson, a lot of good guys, and I know the Panthers' defense is very good, especially with the acquisition of Stephon Gilmore. But I think the Vikings are a bit underrated, and I think the Panthers are a bit overrated. I mean, the Vikings are 2-3, and right? And I was not high on them to start the year, but the Bengals and them in Week 1 was super close. Could have went either way. They should have beat the Cardinals on, like, a 40-yard field goal. So if you flip those games, the Vikings are 4-1 and walking into this. So... Because of that, I'm going to take the Vikings at negative 1.5. I think they're better than... Yeah, I just think the Panthers are kind of kind of fake there. So, yeah, take that. We move on to the... This is a great game. The 4-1 LA Chargers versus the 4-1 Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this game is going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. A lot of big plays, a lot of points. The Chargers defense is very good against the pass, but they're not as good against the run. And I'm sure Lamar and company are going to love that. They're going to run all over the Chargers. But I'm sure that Herbert is going to throw all over the Ravens' defense. I mean, Carson Wentz was doing it, and he sucks. So when it comes to the Ravens, they're on a hot streak. I don't think that they've played particularly well, but they find ways to win. I can't shit on that. The only problem here is the spread. I think this game's going to be super close. I mean, the freaking Ravens were close against the Lions. They were close against. They're close against good competition and lesser competition. So, when I see a, a team like the Chargers that's really good at plus three point five, I mean, I think the Ravens, if they win, are going to win by a field goal. So I'm going to take the Chargers at plus three point five. That's it. Doing it. Don't care. We move on to the four and one L.A. Rams versus the one and four New York Giants. Oh my goodness, this is tough. Well, this would be a lock of the week. I mean, the Rams are going to win this. Uh, the Giants' defense is falling apart, and though the Rams did have some injuries as well last week in a hard-fought Thursday night football battle with Seattle, I think they've had enough time to heal. And they've got more than enough weapons to uh, destroy the Giants. The Giants are just not very good. So I see the Rams smashing the Giants. Stafford's a guy that doesn't mind running up the score. So what is what is the score? So the Rams, I'm going to take the LA Rams at negative 10.5 to the bank. Big time. Here's a game. The 1-4 Houston Texans versus the 1-4 in Indianapolis Colts. Both these teams played great last week, surprisingly, and both these teams blew it as they have done all year long. The Colts blew it way harder. I mean, there was some crazy stat that I'm going to get wrong, but in the Colts' like organization, when they've been up like over 16 points, they were like 120 L, and, and they botched it and lost that game. So, I mean, here's the way I look at this. I think the Colts are a better team. But are they 10-point favorites now? How the hell is a 1-4 team favored by 10? I'm not taking that. There's no way. I'm going to take the Texans at plus 10. That means that I have the Jaguars at plus 3.5, and I have the Texans at plus 10. If we do good this week, we are geniuses. That's all I'm going to say right there. We move on finally to a game that I feel confident about, the 2-3 Kansas City Chiefs. Versus the two and three Washington football team. I am still in shock to see the Chiefs at two and three on the year. I can't believe it. I mean, against good teams, they've choked, but against bad teams, they know how to beat them up. They know how to beat the crap out of bad teams. So I would assume the Chiefs are going to make an example out of Washington this week. If you have the option, of upping it. So I'm just going to tell you right now take the Chiefs at negative 6.5 and laugh all the way to the bank. Okay. Take that. They're going to win by more than a touchdown. No question. If they don't, I'm, they're done and they suck. So take that. But if you can up that, dude, up that, get yourself better odds. I would do negative 10.5 all day. Honestly, I do. I would, I would go all the way up to negative 15, dude. I'm just telling you straight out. Like, I think the Chiefs are going to win by 20 fairly easily. So, uh, but as we're doing right now, take the Chiefs at negative 6.5. We move on to the 4-1 and one Green Bay Packers versus the 3-2 and two Chicago Bears. This one, if I believed in Justin Fields' ability to throw the ball, I would take the Bears here. I really would. The Packers' secondary is getting gashed each week, but they are not terrible at stopping the run. And with Rodgers scoring points, it's like, I don't know, man. I think it's going to make Fields be one-dimensional. I think Fields is going to have to throw. And even though the Packers' secondary sucks, I just don't think Fields is ready for something like that. I really thought the Packers were going to be favored by at least a touchdown. I know it's in Chicago. I know it's going to be crazy and the fans are going to be going nuts. But I just don't think Fields has the ability to go to toe with Rodgers yet. So I'm going to go with the Packers at negative 4.5. We move on to the 3 and 2 Cincinnati Bengals, the good old bang loss versus the 0 5 Detroit Lions. This is the Battle of the Cats. And I'm going to say this the Lions, despite having no wins, they've hung in there against good competition. But I don't see it this week. I mean, obviously, I'm extremely biased. We all know that. But the Bengals should beat the breaks. Off of the Lions. I'm just saying. The coach, the Lions coach was crying last week. If he was crying last week, he's gonna be crying way, way harder this week. Jamar Chase is putting up Randy Moss numbers. T. Higgins had a bad week. He is going to be pissed. He's gonna want to show everybody that he's the real number one. Um Mixon has a is is completely back. He's ready to go. He's probably gonna have easily over hundred yards, touchdown. I just don't see the Lions being able to keep up. I mean, the Bengals' defense is far better. I mean, the Bengals held the Packers to what? Well, technically 25, but I mean, I, don't, I just don't see the Lions being able to keep up with the Bengals. And also, just to throw this out there, the last time the Lions beat the Bengals, Barry Sanders was the running back. So take the Bengals at negative 3.5 all day. All day. We move on to the 5-0 and Arizona Cardinals versus the 3-2 and Cleveland Browns. Now, when I saw that the Browns were favored, I did a double take. How can a 5-0 and team be an underdog? But the more I thought about it, the more I got it. I was like, the Browns' defensive line should be able to contain Murray just enough. I mean, you can't completely contain him, but enough to where he's got to make throws he can't run around. On top of that, the running attack the Browns could use, they can control the clock. You got Nick Chubb. You got Kareem Hunt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because my phone and my Apple Watch are saying, not so fast, Patrick. Nick Chubb is ruled out for the game. Okay. Kareem Hunt is questionable. E. Oh, no. Mike Wolf will not like that. I'm hearing that the Cardinals traded for Zach Ertz. So they got a real number one tight end now. He might not play, but yeah, I've I've been down on the Cardinals all year, and it has bitten me in the ass. And on the road in a hostile environment, I really wanted to take the Browns. But without that running game to rely on Baker, no. I'm good. I'm not relying on Baker. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the 5-0 uh, and o Cardinals at plus 2.5. I am so sorry, Wolf. I move on to the four and one Dallas Cowboys versus the two and three New England Patriots. The Patriots are in trouble in this game. Oh no! I have no idea how they're going to slow down the red hot Cowboys offense, dude. I'm sure Bill is going to have a few tricks up his sleeve, but he's going to need a he's going to need new shirts. He's going to need like at least thirty sweatshirts. He's going to need infinite sleeves because dude, Dak and the boys—they're going off. CeeDee Lamb looks phenomenal. Amari Cooper, they say he's hurt every week, and every week he's getting touchdowns. Zeke is eating big time. I don't know. I don't see it. Not to mention Mac Jones has to deal with a solid defensive line that can stop the run. I don't think Damian Harris is going to play. They got ball hawking cornerbacks. This is a bad matchup, man. I see uh, the Cowboys taking this game very easily. I'm going to take the Cowboys at negative four. All like forever, like that's almost my log of the week. I'm not gonna do it because I love the Patriots, but Patriots are gonna get the brakes beat off them this week, big time. We move on to the three and two Las Vegas Raiders versus the three and two Denver Broncos. Do you guys remember a few weeks ago when both those teams were three and zero? It was not that long ago. It feels like an eternity ago, though. How the turntables, as Michael Scott would say, in Denver. I'm always tempted to go Broncos. But I believe with all of the things that happened with John Gruden, and I'm not getting into all of that, but him being forced to step down as a head coach, I think that's a rallying cry. I think the Raiders players are going to like really rally around the new coach. And I think they're going to pull out all the stops. And I'm going to pick them to get the win. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be close. This game could literally go either way, but I'm taking the Raiders at plus three <clears throat> because I don't, I just don't think the Broncos are good enough to win by more than three right now. So Raiders at plus three. I move on to the... Wow, we're at the last game already? Holy hell, look at me. I rifled through this. The two and three Seattle Seahawks versus the two and three Pittsburgh Steelers. That, that sounds so weird. Honestly, like the Seahawks being two and three, the Steelers being two and three, crazy. Now, Geno Smith had moments last week, but walking into Heinz Field, hostile territory, it's not going to be a fun day for him. Um, if if Russell Wilson was playing, I'd take the Seahawks in a heartbeat. But man, with friggin' Geno Smith, I see the Steelers running the ball a lot. Harris is going to have so many points. They're going to use play action. They're going to get huge plays. I just... I hate it because I hate the Steelers. I just see the Steelers winning this game fairly easily at home. I'm going to take the Steelers at negative 4.5. I really hope that the Seahawks pull something out of their ass and I lose that pick. But I don't think I'm going to. I really don't. I think the Steelers win that fairly easily. Now... (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Just to throw out if my picks end up being correct, and I know no one cares, but I care. Okay. If the Bengals win and they go to four and two, and then the Ravens lose and they go to four and two, the AFC North battle begins next week. It's going to be the Bengals going into Baltimore to play the Ravens. For first in the division. And oh my goodness. I mean, there's so many things for me to be happy about and losing my mind and going nuts. Like, you know, even if the Ravens win that game, right? The Bengals got the Jets the next week. So there's a chance that the Cincinnati Bengals could be six and friggin' two. Am I right about that? Yeah. That's nuts. The, the quest would be, I my, my wallet would be huge. But um, even in my worst case scenario, I see if they lose to the Ravens, five and three, I'll take five and three. That means two more wins, baby, and we win the quest. That'll give you nine games to win two. Feeling good and feeling confident as long as they take care of business against the Lions. Um, so to end this, I am going to be talking more MMA now that Batch, at the end of the podcast, I was really focused on the Bruins, of course I've been focused on football, but he's right, I do need to talk more MMA, there's some great cards coming up, so I'm going to go in depth on those, Um, obviously the football picks are always going to be on, and if you can't listen, you can always read, you go to BigMouthSmallWords.com, I have all of my picks, everything up there, you can look at it. And uh, yeah, we are going to end the podcast there. I'm going to say go to at Big Mouth Small Words podcast on Instagram. My highlighted sections are very funny, if I do say so myself. Everybody have a good weekend. And go Jake DeBrusque.